We praise you and we exalt you, Father, for you're the risen Lord. We come before you today and we just remember the night you were with your disciples and you took the bread and you broke it. Your body that bore the weight of the punishment that we were due. The damnation we were facing for eternity. All that was of the curse was put into your body and your body was broken. And as you broke the bread, you said, take, eat of this, for this is my body which is broken for you. Now you do this in remembrance of what I did for you. Let's partake of the bread. That same night he took the cup. He told his disciples, this is the new covenant, the new pact that I make with you through my blood. The sealing and the ratifying power that's in my blood to free you, deliver you. He said, as often as we take this cup to drink in remembrance of you. The innocent blood that was shed on Calvary that could not stay dead, but that blood that spoke that caused the Father to raise you up on the third day. You came out of the tomb and you are king of kings and Lord of lords. You are our king. And we partake of the blood of our king that has washed us and adopted us and brought us into his fold. And we praise you for the cleansing power that washes away every spot and stain. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. Just praise him. Oh, he's a good God. He's a good God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. May no one leave here the same in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Once again, we bless you. We thank you so much for being here. I want to share with you today. I want to finish this on, as we've been studying on the, uh, the biggest loser. And aren't you glad you're not a big loser anymore, but you're a big winner. Amen. And so to celebrate that, we want to give everybody a trophy. Take a look at this. There it is. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise the Lord. You know, Brother Chuck is a prophet that we're associated with, and he prophesied as the football in Louisiana would go, so would go the state. And so we believe. How many of you know, I believe the Saints started in 1967. And I remember watching them and not finishing watching them on the game time and time again over the years. But how many of you know they proved that you come from the bottom and out of the bottom five and make it to the top, didn't they? Amen. And we're proud of our guys. We thank God for what he's doing. But we believe that it is a hope and we have already known and seen and heard that it's been an inspiration to our state. But I want you to know that God is going to do something in your life to take you from the bottom and raise you to the top. Now, one of the things, of course, that trophy... Is the Vince Lombard trophy. And, I mean, and this is some of the quotes by him. He said, practice does not make perfect. Only perfect practice makes perfect. And you know, we got to remember that. That's a, that's a roof of life. It's not just reading our Bible is going to change life. But it's really going deep in the word and the prayer that's going to change life. He also said, it's easy to have faith in yourself and have discipline when you're a winner. And you're number one. But what you've got to have 
is faith and discipline when you're not yet the winner. Not yet, but you're going to be. And I want to share this one with you because it goes with the message today. He said, obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off of the goal. When you take your eyes off the goal, when you take your eyes off of Jesus, off of what you desire, what you're believing God for, you're going to see the obstacles. But how many of you know that Jesus is bigger than any mountain? So you keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Last week I shared with you about being measured, weighed, and lacking. And I want to give you three words to take those places. And the first thing I want to share with you, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, you may want to look it up in your Bibles or give you a chance to take notes. I'm going to just keep you a few minutes here today. But in Isaiah 40, verse 29, in the New American Standard, it says, He gives strength to the weary. And if you're taking notes, that word strength there in the Hebrew means uh, the capacity and means to produce freedom. You may not experience freedom or strength right away. But he will give you the means and the capacity and the ability and the recognition of how to use what he's given you to be able to break free in the freedom you need. The miracle may not be he just gets you out of the situation. The miracle may be he'll give you a revelation out of the word for you to use the word to get out your situation. When the devil came to tempt Jesus, God did not take Jesus out of the wilderness. Jesus had a word to get the devil out of the wilderness. What he wants to do with you is give you the capacity. That's why that word strength there. And now I want you to see that word weary. If you're taking notes, that word weary, many of you are going to say, boy, that's me. Emotional exhaustion. That word weary there means emotional exhaustion. It means that you've lost your life and you feel numb and empty at life. No passion. You're just existing. Emotionally dead. Nothing gets you excited. Nothing, nothing uh, raises anything in you. You just feel like you're just existing and living. And he says, I'm going to give you a tactic or plan how to get out of this numbness and this emotional breakdown that you're in. It means to be even, listen to this, that word weary means you're exhausted because you're, you don't even understand yourself. That's in that word, that's in that Hebrew word. You wondering about yourself. You may be wondering, am I saved? You may be wondering to yourself, how am I going to get out of this situation? He says he gives strength to the weary. You know, we've been talking about America's biggest loser, but there's another program that I see on, on Facebook that a lot of people like, and it's American Idol. I know our own brother Trey has tried a few times, and I know he's going to be going back until they wake up and realize the talent he's got. But a lot of people don't care too much for Simon. A lot of people say, Simon reminds me of my daddy. I never just was good enough. I could just never be good enough. I've done my best. I've done everything I could. I've come here. I've made it this far, and I made it this far, and you're going to put me down and tell me I'm not good enough. And a lot of times, because of the example someone has had from their natural father, they see God that way. And many times, religion will take that type of image and that God is a big Simon on the throne. You come to church and you say, Lord, I, I want to serve you. I want to bless you. Nope. I know who you were. Stop it. You're not good enough. Everybody else says, oh, but God has done so much. No. Nah. 
But I want you to know today, whatever you're wondering about yourself, Jesus has the strength to complete your weakness. Where you're weak, he's strong. And that the grace of God gets all the glory for your life to where you don't have to stay where you've been. He's got the power to get you out. Stop being wearied about who you are not. Just start thanking God and put your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ, the author finisher of your faith, that the obstacle is not what you've been falling in maybe once in a while or time and time again. The truth is that Jesus came to set you free. You put your eyes upon the prize, which is Jesus. He'll give you the strength and the infusion of grace to better get out of that impossibility. So that word emotional exhaustion means wondering about yourself, but it also means wondering where God is. Have you ever been there? Where, where's God in all of this? Why isn't God come, coming to the rescue? And then I want you to see this next scripture here. It says, this is the second part of verse 29. And to him who lacks, un- underline that word in your Bible, lacks, or make a note of it. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. Shout amen, somebody. He increases power. He wants to renew you in the area of your strength. Now in Matthew Chapter 11, 28, it says here, Then Jesus said, everybody say with me, Jesus said. Jesus said, come to me. Here's an, this is an invitation, just like you accepted the invitation to salvation. Listen to how deep this invitation is. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now that word rest in the Greek, if you're taking notes, it means I will give you renewal. I will give you revival. I will restore you. In the Greek, it means I will restore you from the inside out. Not from the outside in. I will restore you on the inside out. So that's what that word renewal. It's an awesome invitation. The word weary means someone who's been working in the fields all day, been laboring real hard, and they get home, and then they've been told they got to go out again. Or maybe you're a fireman, and you know how it is. You've already answered I don't know how many calls. And you've gone out, and you've put out fires, and you got back just for the bell to ring in another few minutes. Or you're a doctor. You just got off a 12 to 14-hour shift or a nurse, and you just got through a 12, 14-hour shift. You get home. You're ready to relax and the beeper goes off and they need you back again. Maybe you, you know how it is to travel and have jet lag and, and you get home and you're just exhausted. That's what that word weary means. Like you can't go anymore, but you're having to go. But this is the interesting thing also about that word weary. Listen to this. In the Greek, this is the definition. It's something in the past tense. Greek has different conjugations of verbs, which means past, present, and future. This verse is written in the past tense. So when it uses the word weary, listen to this. It's a heavy load that has been put upon you unacceptably in the past and you've been carrying it and you're not even aware of it. Come on, let that sink in. You're carrying something you're not even aware of. How many just went for a walk and when you got back home and it was time to take a shower, how many ever had a few ticks get on board? Now that tick didn't knock on your foot and say, can I come on aboard? You weren't aware that those ticks got on you, but when you got home, all of a sudden, without even knowing, there they were. Well, that's how this word weary means. Something got on you unaware, and you've been carrying it all this time, and it's been sucking the life out of you, and you haven't even been aware. You've been thinking, maybe it's this woman, maybe it's this man, maybe it's this job, maybe it's the condition of my lifestyle, maybe it's this or that, but it's some 
unwanted burden that's been put upon you. It's a burden that means mind-boggling and so intense and hard that he's given you an invitation. Even if you've had something, there's something on you and you're not even aware of it and you don't even know what is sucking the life out of you, what is sucking the joy, why you live a life and you feel numb. You, You can't get excited about church. You can't get excited about your marriage. You can't get excited about your job. You can't get excited about studying. You can't get excited about your future. You just live, you're just existing. And you say, you know, I used to get excited about that, but I don't get excited about that anymore. I don't know what's wrong. There is something that you don't see that's on top of you trying to suck the life of you. And he's saying, I'm giving you a divine invitation, and I want you to come. Now, for Christmas, my wife and I received a, a Christmas invitation to Governor Bobby Jindal's Christmas party at the mansion. And we didn't go. I didn't have the right clothes. But uh, anyway, uh, I got the invitation, and I keep it there in my office because that, that's quite an honor. But anyway, it, it uses, uh, if you're going to attend, how, how many of you ever heard of uh, RSVP? Well, that's what Jesus has given to you. I'm giving you the invitation, but you're going to have to respond. You're going to have to respond. Come unto me. All you that are carrying burdens you're not even aware of, and you don't even know how you received it, where it came from, but I'm giving you a call. But you're going to have to respond to my call to rest like you responded to my call to salvation. You're going to have to respond to my call for inner healing and outer healing as you did for salvation. It's all about you responding. And what an awesome thought to think that Jesus is inviting you and I to come into an area of our life to get renewed and built up in our lives. And I want you to see this in the message translation. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Come away with me and you'll recover life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I love what it says here. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythm of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Cold, would you help me a minute? Would you come see me? I want to show you this word here. Now, Cody comes to meet me, and let's just take a walk. And, uh, and at first, we're, we're not walking. I know, I didn't, we, this was not practice. I have my way of walking, and he's got his way of walking. And God is saying, if you want to learn to enter into my rest... Let's get ready for boot camp, buddy. You ready? Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Now, did you see that? Now, when we're walking left, right, left, right, when we're walking in sync, in unity, thank you, bud, when we're walking together, that's what God says. If you want, to, if you, if you want rest, you're going to have to take my steps because I'm older than you. I've been around through eternity. And I'm not going to adjust my walk to walk like you do. I'm doing the invitation. You do the responding. And so when you decide, I want to walk with you and I want to talk with you, then you need to learn to take steps with me. Because I'm not going to change the way I walk to walk with you. You're going to have to change the way you walk to walk with me. 
Because I've given the invitation and I know how to walk. I know how to walk and lead you into victory. I know how to walk you out of your circumstance. I know how to walk you out of the wilderness. I know how to walk you out of that junk. I know how to cause you to see things you haven't seen yet. But you're going to have to come and you're going to have to learn to walk the victory walk. And you're going to have to learn to walk the peace walk. And you're going to have to learn to walk the the prayer walk. And you're going to have to learn to even walk the waiting walk. You're going to have to learn to walk with me. And as he says here... And it's so good. He says, you'll recover life. But I'll show you how to take the real rest. Walk in sync. Walk in concordance with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Watch how I do it. My word is how I do it. Birthing things through prayer in the Spirit is how I do it. And you're wondering, I'm trying all these formulas. I've got the best books. I go to every seminar. Uh, I, do, I, I do all this. i got 20 confessions in the morning, 150 in the afternoon, 18 in the afternoon. I do prayer here, prayer this. I do this prayer work. I do this worship here. I do, I do all this stuff. And, and so many times you get so busy doing things, which are good things, but you've got to sometimes just stand still and see the salvation of God and say, God... You've given me an invitation. I am responding. I am tired of walking the way I've been walking, working the way I've been working, seeing things the way I've been seeing things. Now I'm going to surrender all that I have been doing and am that has brought me nowhere. Whoa. I'm frustrated. Because I'm doing all the walking. I'm doing all the talking. I'm doing all the working. I'm doing what I'm seeing. And, and now I keep looking at where has it gotten me? Where has it gotten my family? Where has it gotten my business? Where has it gotten me financially? Where has it gotten me in my health? You're going to have to respond to see things my way. Walk with me in sync, in accordance. Then you'll see that I'll give you a grace that will bring you into a higher level of fruitfulness. That's what he's doing. Amen? So it goes on to say in Isaiah 40, verse 31, it says, But those who hope, somebody shout out hope. Those who hope in the Lord shall renew or exchange their strength. That word exchange. Now I want to exchange the three words of wanting, lacking, and, and awaited to hope, renewal, source. See the three words there? Hope, renew, and soar. Write that down. Hope, renew, and soar. God wants you to soar on wings of eagles. Amen. Now I want you to write down this word hope because this word hope speaks of vision. And I'm going to give you the definition here in the Hebrew. The word hope is the word vision, which means it's, it's a strong word. It means anticipation, expectation, and being aggressive in spirit. Aggressive in spirit. Our sister uh, yesterday got aggressive in spirit. And she's been saying, I'm not, Brother Jody was testifying about you yesterday on the phone. About, I'm, not, I'm not staying here. Go get a doctor. Tell him I'm getting out of here because I don't have this anymore. I'm free. She got aggressive in spirit. That's how you get renewed. I'm not taking this anymore. And I may have not felt good the last week, the last month, or the last year. But I have been transferred into the kingdom of God. Therefore, I'm going to live as a child, son, or daughter of the Most High God. So you live in that transferred walk. And it means to be aggressive in spirit. But it speaks about soaring like the eagles. Now listen, Sister uh, Ethel and, 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 and Sister Jessie keeps me in stock with uh, eagles books. 
And according to this, the eagles have eight more, eight times the sails in their eyes than we do. Now listen to this. An eagle flying at 600 feet can see an animal the size of a dime in six inches of grass. 600 feet away can see an animal the size of a dime in six inches of grass. Listen to this. An eagle can see a three-inch fish leaping in a lake five miles away. We read in Isaiah, you want to enter my rest? See things the way I see them. You won't hope, change your vision. Do you know how an eagle's eyes are built? Through lack of food. Because they have to become so dependent on their eyes that they open up all the possibilities of the cells in their eyes. And the more scarcity of food, the more stronger their eyes get. The more intensity the battle you've been in, the greater the intensity your ears and your hear will become. The more intensity your eyes will be able to see things in the word and things in the spirit and things in the natural you haven't seen before. When you watch The Biggest Loser, one of the things that they keep in front of them is they keep the vision that I am here for one purpose, and my purpose is to lose this weight. And so whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to have to do it. It's eight eight to ten hours of hard workout, but I have the vision in front of me. I am going to change. I'm going to get it done, and I'm going to lose the pounds I need to lose, and I'm going to be who I need to be. Well, that's the way we got to be in the spirit. We are called to be as eagles. We are called to be able to have our eyes and our ears developed to where we are able to hear the voice of the spirit leading us and how to get out and enter into that rest and see things we haven't seen yet. God's going to give you hope through vision, through the things you can see. How many receive that? Amen. Now listen to the definition of vision. It means the ability to perceive something not actually visible. Well, why, and why, why don't I have any hope? Because you keep looking at what you're seeing. True vision means the ability to perceive something not actually visible. It means acuteness or keen, sharp foresight. It's more than wishing for something, and it's deeper than wanting something. It's deeper than wanting something. Oh, we want the saints to win. But more than that, we want to see revival in this nation. We want our family to be blessed, but we want to see our kids saved and serving Jesus. There's things we want, but you see, the things that really bring us into the area of rest and the hope of God is the things we, we want deeper than what we want. It's what we're passionate about. Amen? It's what we're passionate about. It's what we really desire. It's what we're really going after. It's what the, the, the vision really is what I really desire, what I passion, what I think about, what I desire, what I want. It's deeper than just wanting more. It's the ability to envision a desirable future with such clarity you can plainly see, listen to this, this is how it gives in the dictionary. You can plainly see the steps you must take to get there. You plainly see the steps you need to get there. Now, you've got on our Facebook and you, you checked out our, our website. We got a video of Allie Vincent, who's a school teacher from Arizona. She was the fifth, first woman, a lady, a biggest loser. She was like 234 pounds and she got down to 122. She lost 100. And 22 pounds 
This is what she says, and you can look up her, her. She's got 10 pages, and then she's got a book and everything else. Anyway, she said, I am a whole new woman. There are no limits. There are absolutely no limits, and I've started to dream big again. That's a living vision. She, li- listen, one of the ways, she, she lost 122 pounds. Look, if you would have seen her at the beginning, you can go look at her videos. I mean, it looked impossible. And when she was getting hard, and guess what? They kicked her off. They kicked her off, and she went home, and she says, you know what? Even though they kicked me off, I'm not quitting. You hear that? That's vision. Somebody come up to you and say, families put together with stepchildren will never make it. United families with children from other mothers and fathers, and you want to start a family again? There's a big divorce rate. You know what you need to do? Talk to the hand. Just like the ten spies who went around saying the giants are too big. Nobody asked for their opinion. All they wanted was a taste of what the promised land had to offer. And because they were more interested in opinion than tasting, it cost them four more years. I'm telling you today, in Jesus' name, don't let whatever you've been hearing or seeing cost you another four years. You get the vision, and you want it deeper than anything you wanted before. This little lady was kicked off of the biggest loser. Kicked off of the biggest loser. You ain't losing enough weight. Go home. She went home all right, but you know what she did? She says, I'm not quitting. I'm going to lose even more, and I'm going to make it my goal. I'm going to win the first woman biggest loser. And she got a hold of that woman. That woman started working out with her, making her work out t- eight, ten hours a day, just sweating and burning and burning. But it wasn't just, wait, it just wasn't the physical exercise. She had to talk to herself. And wh- this is one of the things she did. She wrote, uh, she made a game up called If I Do. And in this game that says, if I, t- if, no, this game, so that. And this game she played so that means The reason I'm going to lose this weight is so that I'll look better. So that I'll feel more confident about myself. So that I can see the surprise on my classmates at the high school reunion. And then she said, if I don't, this was the next game. If I don't, I'll be depressed and quit. If I don't watch what I eat and I don't exercise, my kids will laugh at me. If I don't exercise and I don't watch what I eat, I'll die two to ten years early. She kept making a list bigger and bigger. If I don't, if I don't, if I don't. Well, I tell you what, it wouldn't be bad for you and I to make a list if I don't. In some areas that we have to change, I'll never walk to the fruition and the full plan of God that he's purposed in my life. You see, we got to talk to ourselves. You know another thing she did that was interesting? She would get magazines, like these glamour magazines with actresses and models on the front cover, and she would find the body she wanted, and she would cut her face out, and she would put her face and glue it on top of the face of whoever that was, and she'd make photocopies, and she was going to all of her friends, and she says, that's what I'm going to look like in a few years. That's what I'm going to look like in a few months. And she would hand out those copies, and they would laugh at her, and they say, yeah, you wish. But guess what? If you look at her now, she accomplished what she wanted. Well, I don't know, but some of y'all, I put a picture of Arnold on my Facebook. And I wrote a note and I said, who took my picture at the gym? And everybody made jokes of it. But y'all need to realize that I'm working on it. 
okay? And I got my picture going. I got my picture going. But see what this lady would do. Yeah, that's not true. I ain't, no, that ain't true. Anyway, what this lady, I got the picture, but it's just a picture. But she went deeper than it just being a picture. She said, that's going to be me. Now, the Bible says in Hebrews, we're supposed to look unto Jesus, and we're supposed to be saying, that's going to be me. That's going to be me in dominion. That's going to be me in life. That's going to be me in peace. That's going to be me in joy. That's going to be me in authority. That's going to be me in love. That's going to be me that I'm going to be able to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I've got my eyes upon Jesus, and so I've got, I've got Jesus here, and I've got Jesus there, and I've got the word here, and I've got the promises here. Why? Because it's going deeper than one. It's desire. It's vision. It's vision. I want it so bad, it's going to cost. I'm going to sweat. I'm going to cry. I'm going to give. I'm going to be dedicated. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to do everything I'm commanded to do because I am just not going to be a normal Christian. I am going to be like my Savior himself. That's my vision. And you press in, and you press in, and you press in. It's not about just being a church. It's not about just standing here while the worship's going on. It's not about just belonging to a church so that I can feel, yeah, I belong to such and such church. But it's about having a vision. I want to be like Jesus because the more I'm like Christ, the more at rest I'll be in my spirit and in my heart and in my mind. It's that vision. And if this little lady, she wrote these three words, conceive, believe, and achieve. If she could achieve all that she achieved, we can achieve what he's called us to achieve. Amen. This is what uh, Anthony Robbins said. People are not lazy. They simply have weak goals. That is, goals that do not inspire them. What goals do you have? Dennis Watley said, If you believe what you can, you probably can. If you believe you won't, you most assuredly won't. Belief is the ignition switch that gets you off the launching pad. Amen? Now, Proverbs, Wade these are the three words that I said we're going to exchange. Weighed for hope, measure for renewal, lacking for sore. Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no vision, the people are unrestrained. When I don't have a deep desire and a vision and a goal, somebody brought me a box of oatmeal pies. That was so sweet. I've given them things up a long time ago, and now they're back in my life. They're beautiful. It's been months, but I can taste them already. And that box is mine. I don't even have to share them with my kids. Oh, hallelujah. No more vision of not eating oatmeal pies. That's what I'm having for dinner today. Without a deep desire, there'll be no restraint to say no. You're having an affair without having a deep desire to live in holiness. There will be no breakthrough. You're going crazy about areas in your life. There's things you're addicted to, things that are bringing you down. It's not just wanting to be free because everybody comes to the altar and say, Pastor, I want to be free. It's deeper than wanting. It's to the point, I'm going to die if I don't get free. I'm going to ruin my life if I don't get free. Amen? Hope and vision raises up renewal. And renewal is what causes you 
to soar. Amen. Allie, that lady, Allie's passion drove her to work out 10 hours a day. It was her living vision of a slender body that caused her to soar. Now, putting in the Bible terms, Hebrews 11, the prophets all died in faith, not having received the promise. But this is what it says. But having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed them, they succeeded. We've got to embrace them. We've got to be persuaded of them. And then we'll confess them. We have to have the living vision and run with all our might that we will be able to soar. Amen. Vision means this. Write this down. This is for your marriage. This is for your business. This is for your home. This is what the word vision. Vision will bring renewal. Renewal will cause you to soar. Vision means this. Seeing and doing what others have missed out on. Seeing and doing what others have missed out on. Oh, I tried that. No, no, no. If you didn't get it done, you didn't try. Oh, I tried that. It didn't work. Nope, that's not your word. Whoever been telling you a, a, another couple, a couple with children from another family won't be able to bond and won't be able to come one family. Listen, you don't have to listen to their experiences. God has another experience for you. Life after divorce You'll get another divorce. There's no future in that. Nah, uh, uh. Don't listen to the opinion of the ten spies. Be the two that soar. You be determined. No, I've tasted of it. I've seen it. I believe it. And I'm going to have it. I believe there's going to be a renewal in my marriage. No matter what you've been going through, no matter what problems have been coming against you, there's going to be a renewal in my marriage. And we're going to see our marriage take off and go somewhere. Why? Because we're not going to go by the opinions or the feelings. We're going to have the vision of God just as Allie did. We're going to do it. Seeing and doing what others are missing out on. You hear that? Because these viruses, everybody, how many of you know the, the ten spies, they should have left them in the promised land. And the two should have came back. How many of you know we've had people here in the church, when someone gets the virus, uh, a virus, they, they will do what? They isolate them because they don't want it to contaminate. They don't want it to spread. Well, you know what type of virus the church has? It has a negative virus. It has the virus of others' opinions. Well, you know, I know somebody who had that and they died. I know 10 people who got prayed for and they died. I know that they had this. Listen, you don't go by somebody else's past. You go by the word. And you hold on to that word because it would be easy to say, you know what, when you have this type of problem, you'll never get out of it. No, that, that's what you've got to say, but I'm going to go with what God has to say. My vision's here. My vision's established here, and I'm not quitting, and I'm not giving up on this. Amen? So what is the vision of God? Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know... And he invited you, come walk with me, come see with me, and come do it my way. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good. Somebody shout out for good. How can a father give evil things? They're for good. And not for disaster. To give you a future and a what? And a what? Hope. Vision and hope has to do with death perception. Going deeper and believing and seeing things greater. And if you take your notes, vision means the ability to make out of what others miss. 
How many know when you're training your kids to pick up stuff in the yard and, or wash the car and you go back to check on their work, there's a few places they're missed. Well, that's all right. They got, they got years to practice and learn. A lot of people miss, out, miss places and miss spots where the Holy Spirit is trying to tell them, listen, I've tried telling you this is where you need to, you need to turn right, but you kept going straight. You need to turn left, but you turned right. He's saying, you've got to come walk with me to have my rest. And that burden that was laid upon you without you even know it, I will be able to release it, but you've got to come and you've got to walk in sync with me. We have the mind of who? We have the mind of Christ. We've got to get a hold of that. We've got to get a hold of that. We've got to get in sync with God. We've got to put our mind on His Word. We've got to stay in the Word. It, listen, I want to encourage you. It's not just coming to church on Sunday mornings. It's not just opening the Word once a week. You're not going to be able to walk with Him into the depth that He wants you to by just doing that. You've got to be faithful. It's a daily, I die daily. It's a daily encounter with God or we'll end up easily speaking like the other ten spies. No, we can't. They, you know what they said? They said, we can't. They grumbled and they said, let's go back. Vision is not going back. Once that eagle is thrown off that cliff, he can't go back. He's got to use his wings and he's got to fly or he's going to fall. Sometimes we got to get to the point where, Lord, I'm going all the way. It doesn't matter where others have walked before me. I'm going to find new death with you. I've had preachers, when I used to come back from the mission, but I had preachers tell me, they go, Russ, you need to be careful about preaching revelation. You, you, might, you might get in trouble. You just stay right here, and you'll be safe. Oh, but God has so much more. You know, watch, watch getting into the Greek. Watch getting into the Hebrew. Watch getting into other translations. Do you know, if you don't stay in the King James, you will not go to heaven. You mean you're using the Amplified? And of all things, the Living Bible? You're gone pecan. Sometimes you got to say, you know what? I want one of them new translations. I want to get it from another perception, another perspective, because I thank God for what I have, but I want more. I'm going to try a non-denominational church. I've been in this denomination all my life. I'm going to try a non-denominational church because I want more. God's with him just as he is over with him. But there's something here that I need. And you come to this church, many of y'all, it was a step of faith. You don't see it the way you, th you call it being crazy. The Holy Spirit calls it a step of faith. To come to a non-denominational church not knowing, man, what are we getting into? And getting a word that you needed for your life and getting set free in some areas you never were free of before. It's a new time and new walk. And talking about the eagle, there's this old 70s song you hippies would like. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. But the chorus goes... I want to fly like an eagle to the sea, fly like an eagle, let his spirit carry me, not my spirit, no. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free, oh Lord, through the revolution. But well, we want to go through the renewal. It's time to fly. Amen? Let's bow our head and close our eyes.
I just want to give you an invitation. The first invitation I want to give you today, if you're here today and you're going through a time that you just feel wearied, I'm not going to embarrass you, everyone, with their heads bowed and their eyes closed, and you just right now say, I am wearied. I feel like I can't even breathe. I'm emotionally numb. I'm emotionally depressed. I'm, I'm lost. I feel like I've been broken in pieces and I don't see how I can be put back together again. I don't see how my home, my marriage, my job, my life, I, I'm frustrated over the way that I've been living. I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm not going to embarrass you, but if that's you, just raise your hand. I'm just going to pray a prayer over you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Just raise your hand real high so I can see. God bless you. I see. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, anybody else? Anybody else? Just raise your hand. God bless you. Going through a time of weariness. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, you saw the hands of those who raised their hands. I ask you, Father, as you gave an invitation that we must respond to, as they raised their hands, I pray that that was the response to your invitation to come and walk with you, to see things from your perspective and to hear your voice and know the way there to go. Lord, I pray right now, you said for the weary, you would give strength and might. I pray right now that this strength, your strength, your strength, your ability, your enlargement for, and cope to cope and to outdo the attack of the enemy, your strength, will rise up on the inside of their spirit, which is also yours. I pray for the strength of the inner man to stand strong in this time of fighting and warfare. I pray for might, even as the spirit of might came upon Elijah, and he outran the chariot of Ahab. I pray for the spirit of might to come upon them, that they will be able to go farther in areas of the fruit of the spirit, in the areas of love, in the areas of forgiveness, that they will be able to go farther than they've ever gone before. Lord, I pray that, Lord, it's not just about our wants, but I pray that there is a passion about going deeper, deeper still into the things of God. Lord, I pray peace over each one, and I thank you for renewing them, restoring them, and causing them to soar like on his wings of eagles. You said in your word that you brought your people out of bondage on wings of eagles. I pray that you cause their eyes to be developed, ears to hear and see where you're leading them, Lord, is a place that is good and has a future. I pray peace and comfort over their lives. In Jesus' holy name, we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' holy name, just say amen. amen. Every head still bowed, every eye closed. This next invitation is the most important. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Maybe you received him as a child. Maybe you were saved as a child in Sunday school or in church and you've wandered away and you find yourself back in church after years of wandering and being in the world and you know you need a savior. You know you need to be rescued from the lifestyle you've been living. If you're here today and you say, I want to give my life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right there where you are. Anyone at all, just raise your hand right there where you are. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else, if you're here today and you say, I've got to give my life to Christ. I need forgiveness of my sins. Anyone at all? Raise your hand real high so we can see. Anyone at all? I need Jesus. I need salvation. I need to be forgiven of my sins. I need a new life. I need to walk with the Savior. Anybody here? Anyone else? Anyone else? Please don't go without getting your life right with Christ. Anyone else? Anyone else? 
Jesus, change me from the biggest loser to the biggest winner. Change me from a failure to a winner. From breakdown to breakthrough. Healing of my life, healing of my nerves, restoration of my home. Save me, Lord. If that's anyone else, raise your hand real high, please. Anyone else? Would that one raise your hand? Would you please come and let me pray with you? Would you please come? Let us pray with you. Christians, bow your heads and just continue praying. Anyone else here? You're here today and you know you need to get your life right with Christ. Please bow your head and be praying. Be praying. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for moving here today. For rescuing and saving lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Welcome. God bless you. Welcome. God bless you. You know, it's your sister. What's your name? Michelle. Michelle? Oh, what an honor to have you today. You ready to surrender? He was working on you the whole time, wasn't he? I saw you back there. You raised your hand twice, and now you raised your hand to receive him. You believe he loves you? You believe he covers everything? You, you believe he loves you? Put your hand upon your heart. Just pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Father, say out loud, dear Father, forgive me of all my sins. I am sorry for living this life as I will. Today is not my will, but thine. Jesus, I receive your invitation to accept you and invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. Come and save me, deliver me, free me, and heal me of all wrong. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you. I am forgiven. I am saved. I am a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Have you received him before? It's been a while. Has it been a while since you've been in church? Kind of steered away. But you're back now. Praise God. You've been praying for her? Mama's been praying for her. Where's your mom? Your mama's here. God answered mama and sister's prayer. Thank God for your mama. We won't judge you for you, who your sister is. You're my sister now, so you're saved. <laughs> but we love you and we welcome you to this family. We bless you. We'll be praying for you. And Lord, I just pray right now. The things in her heart things in her mind that's been, Lord, just bombing her, belittling her, 
Say all self-guilt, all self-rejection, all belittling of self. Oh, I come against the guilt. It's my fault. Oh, it's my fault. Since a little girl, you've always been so quick to say, it's my fault. It's this fault. It's that fault. But I pray a deliverance within her soul today that it's all nailed to the cross, never to rise again. And I praise you for her deliverance. And I plead the blood and the power that speaks over her mind that she be made whole and she may be free. In Jesus' precious holy name, I give you praise. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Love you. God bless you, Peggy. Appreciate you. Michelle, they're going to write your address and everything down. And, and we just welcome you. Let's give the Lord another hand. Would you please stand? Would you please stand? We're going to be back here tonight around 5 o'clock. If y'all want to come, we're going to have a good time. Have some time of fellowship. Listen, we love y'all. We thank God for you. God bless you. And Brother Jake, go ahead and dismiss us. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for this word today. Lord, we thank you for the spirit that is in this place, your, your spirit that is among us. And we thank you, Father, that Lord, we are just filling up, Lord, with more of your word and encouragement that we receive today, Lord God, to soar and to get in sync with your steps, Lord, that, God, we would just be in sync with you, Jesus. We ask that you would just lead us and guide us, Lord. We want to go where you say go, and we want to do what you say do. And we just want to want your words to be our words. And our, in your holy name we pray. Bless everyone today, Lord, as they go and spend time with their families and those that come back tonight, Lord. We just ask you to bless everybody. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Don't forget, if you want to pick up a prayer request, you can uh, before you leave.